This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore, in for Sasha Ann Simons. Be honest. This year, did you make it through that stack of books on your nightstand? I know I didn't. But I still got to read some great books that came out this year, and a couple of them had a Chicago connection. As we wind down the year, we're digging into the titles that stuck with us the most. Joining me is Adam Morgan, book critic and founder of Chicago Review of Books. Welcome back, Adam. Hey, Natalie. How's it going? Good, good to see you. Or good. Or you, I guess. Yes. <laughs> also with us is Danielle Mullen, owner of Semicolon Bookstore and Gallery. Hey, Danielle. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Good. All right. Good deal. This isn't a test, I promise. I'm just curious. How many books did you both read this year? Danielle, I'll ask you uh, first. I, I got through 36. Um, I don't know how that happened, but my team was really heavy-handed with me, forcing me through some of these titles. So. <laughs> and what about you, Adam? Yeah, fewer than usual because uh, I have two small children at home and I'm, I'm trying to write a book of my own. But I think about 25 cover to cover. And then I abandoned like twice that many after a few chapters. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say what I did. I think I got this was a low year for me. I would say about a dozen. Um, so I'm okay. going to do better next year. You both work with books and there are so many titles, too many titles to pick from. How do you pick what to sit down with, Danielle? Oh, we. Um, it is very difficult. I am a heavy, heavy fiction girl. Uh, I think the real world is hard enough. Um, so if it's fictional and it sounds like it will tear my heart out, that's what I go for. And what about you, Adam? Yeah, I'm a heavy fiction boy in more ways than one. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, I definitely look for a premise that excites me, you know, something weird or different. And then kind of as I alluded to you a second ago, you know, I give a book anywhere from 10 to 50 pages to really hook me. If it doesn't, I just, I, I just give up at this point. Um, that's so disciplined of you. Like <laughs> you know? I have this thing in me that's like, yeah. I started it. I have to finish. I can't abandon no. it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I well, let that go. Yeah. Well, um, one of our producers just told me that the average person reads about four books a year. So we are well ahead of, of the curve. Oh, excellent. That's yeah. good to know. <laughs> anyway, I want to hear both of you all's top five, and I'll tell you mine first. We just heard the interview with Dolan Perkins Valdez, Take My Hand, Fiction, mm-hmm. last summer on State Street, Toya Wolves. I really enjoyed Love and Marriage by Monica Ali. This was an instance where I read a review in the Sunday New York Times book review and decided to buy it. And for nonfiction, The Emergency by Thomas Fisher and The Viral Underclass by Stephen Thrasher. Adam, what were your favorites? Yeah, I'm going to name some non-Chicago-based ones because I've I've talked about Chicago ones a lot. Uh, I loved Moon Witch, Spider King, a novel by Marlon James. It's a fantasy novel. Uh, I loved Jawbone by an Ecuadorian writer named Monica Ojeda and translated by Sarah Booker. It's super weird and creepy. Uh, nonfiction, I loved The World as We Knew It. It's an anthology about climate change uh, edited by Amy, Brader, sorry, Amy Brady and Taja Eisen. And then two novels I really loved, uh, The Immortal King Rao by Bohuni Vara and The Mountain in the Sea by Ray Naylor. Danielle. Oh, honey, um, I'm going to say uh, Four Treasures of the Sky, Jenny Zhang really threw me for a loop. Um, when We Were Birds, uh, 
so good. Trinidadian author, um, Ayana Lloyd Benwo. Uh, Stories from the Tenants Downstairs, Sadiq Fofana. That is my number one, number one, number one. Um, tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. It went crazy, but for very good reason. Uh, last mm-hmm. summer on State Street, of course. And uh, Rest is Resistance. I needed that one. That is the only nonfiction I got through. I am reading that one right now on the CTA. Yeah. <laughs> coming, coming to work. I'm so excited. Trisha Hersey is uh, the NAP bishop, and I like to claim her as my NAP, NAP bishop. bishop. Yeah, with the, the NAP yeah. ministry. <laughs> Adam, I'm sensing a dystopian slash apocalyptic theme in your picks. Is that the mood this year for you, or do you always seek oh, out gosh. those types of books? Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm definitely drawn to speculative fiction that's grounded in reality, you know, with a little science fiction or fantasy or horror thrown in. And of course I love books about Chicago. Um, but I've actually gravitated away from, can you gravitate away from something? I don't know. Uh, from books about like <laughs> the apocalypse and apocalyptic futures. I, I read a lot of those, you know, over the last 10 years. And I think after the pandemic and the war in Ukraine and, and all of that, I just, I don't know. I think real life is scary enough at this point that I, I don't read many of those these days. One book that I didn't get to, but I hope to quickly in twenty. 20- 23. I don't like dystopian, but I really like Ling Ma, who is a Chicago-based mm-hmm. author. She has, I love mm-hmm. Severance, um, her first mm-hmm. novel. And did either of you read her second novel that came out this year? A- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It was definitely on my list of faves for this year. The stories were out of control, but we all, in in my story, we always say this was a no skips <laughs> storybook. Like, you know, so all of the stories were hits. And Danielle, was there a book of the year in your store? What were customers clamoring for? Uh, Bliss Montage, because we were moving it. Uh, and that's and, Ling, That's uh, the name of Ling Ma's novel, I think. Yeah. Or is, yep. it, is it short and, uh, stories or is it a novel? It's short stories. Okay. Yeah, short stories. And um, stories from the tenants downstairs. We love that book since we got the arc and we have not put it down. And we will recommend it to anybody who walks into the space. It is just very well done. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset, and I'm Natalie Moore, in for Sasha Ann Simons. I'm talking to Adam Morgan, book critic and founder of the Chicago Review of Books. We're also joined by Danielle Mullen, the owner of Semicolon Bookstore and Gallery. All right, we've been talking about last summer on State Street, which is a Chicago book. Um, This one made all of our lists. When the author Toya Wolves came on Reset, we asked her about what it was like to write from the perspective of a little black girl. It was really natural for me. And after I wrote it, then I realized like, whoa, this perspective is rarely written about. You rarely see it on television. Mm -hmm. It's the wonder years for little black girls in the housing project. And just as important, just as valuable. Um, so So I realized later, like, whoa, you really have something here that's different. So I had the pleasure of being in conversation with Toya about her debut novel at your store, Danielle. Yes. Yes. We had a great time. That was excellent. Toya is, is my fave and she is just so talented um, and, and created a, a space of representation that didn't already exist. And I don't say this lightly. And I told her this, I think that night that this book to me feels like an instant Chicago classic novel. Absolutely. Adam, what did you like about the book? Yeah, I loved it. It reminded me of Gwendolyn Brooks's Maud Martha a little bit. Mm-hmm, um, I mm-hmm. definitely think it's, you know, one of the best novels ever written about Chicago, you know, in general, but also about Bronzeville in particular. 
Um, and yeah, it was just a really great, you know, coming of age story. And it's a, about four young girls, black girls who are living in the Robert Taylor homes, the public housing development that no longer exists on State Street, hence the name last summer on State Street. Adam, the actually, this book made President Obama's <laughs> uh, top list, too, The School for Good Mothers by Jasmine Chan, who is from Chicago. What did you like about that novel? Yeah, it really blew up this year. In addition to, you know, Obama's list, it was a Today Show book club pick. Uh, and now the actress Jessica Chastain is turning it into a TV series. Um, it is slightly dystopic. I know I said I uh, have been moving away from those, but I loved this one. It's about an American woman who's sentenced to do time at this experimental sort of rehab prison for mothers who've been mm-hmm. accused of, you know, just being bad parents for one reason or another by just about anybody. Um and yeah, it was actually inspired by two articles that Jessamine read in The New Yorker about real-life women. So it's some scary, you know, Handmaid's Tale-esque stuff. Earlier, Jasmine Chan gave us a behind-the-scenes look at how that book became a bestseller. And here's what she had to say about seeing where her book ended up. It's been so thrilling to connect with readers and so moving to hear their stories. I think by virtue of the book that I wrote, I, I hear a lot of personal stories, and that's been really meaningful to me. And I I definitely couldn't have imagined that my book was going to be taught in English lit classes or read by sociologists studying the child welfare system. What book did you read this year that didn't get a ton of hype but stuck with you, Adam? Sure. So I'm going to talk about a poetry book because I think we should all read more poetry, myself included. Uh, It's called (laughs) uh, Wound Wound is the Origin of Wonder by Maya Supopa. it's about nature. It's about memory. It's about grief and joy. If you've ever like squirted some food coloring into a glass of water and like watched it spread, that's kind of what Maya's poems do. Once they get into your brain, they kind of change the colors and linger there after you close the book. Uh, it's it's really beautiful. It's 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 pretty short, um, so highly recommend that one. Danielle. Uh, I would say Four Treasures of the Sky. Um, It was on a couple of lists, but, you know, I like to factor in Bookstagram as well. And the Bookstagrammers were kind of going easy on themselves this year uh, with the picks. But I expected uh, more people who were looking for depth to dive into that book. Um, And it is just very well done. It's a his, it's historical fiction, which I do not read. And had I read what it was about before I read it, it wouldn't have happened. So I'm glad I just dived in. <laughs> Danielle, you mentioned what you and some of your staffers are, um, you know, pushing toward readers mm-hmm. to come into the store. Mm-hmm. But what were some of the bestsellers this year? So we have a bestseller year over year, and it's all about love. That is uh, uh, Dr. Bell Hooks. It is week over week, month over month. That is always our store's bestseller since we opened. I love that. I love that our store makes people want to lean toward that book. Uh, but tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, my team <laughs> loves that book, and you could not leave our store without it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's go back to talking about rest in resist. Rest is resistance. That was your nonfiction top choice, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that book. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, a lot of times you need to be reminded to sit down. And you know, the Nat Bishop, it, she does it in a way where it's like, listen, we can't say we want to resist these systems that currently exist without doing the work 
of what resistance look like looks like. And sometimes that's just resting. Sometimes that's doing nothing and not being, you know, on a hamster wheel. And I love that. What are some, well, Adam, you wrote for the Chicago Reader, your top Chicago books. So you talked about some books that were non-Chicago that you like, but can you uh, tell folks about that list that you came up with? Yeah, I mean, there's one on there by this really familiar writer uh, who has a name you might recognize, Natalie Wymore. Um, <laughs> I was not leading uh, up for you to answer, <laughs> answer it that I way. Know, I know, I know, but I still wanted to mention it. It's called The Billboard. It's uh, you know a transcript of your amazing play about an Inglewood abortion clinic uh, that turned out to be a lot more timely than you probably ever thought it would this year. Yes, that is um, true. So that one's great. Joe Mino has a new book called Book of Extraordinary Tragedies that I really liked. Um, new poetry collection by Diamond Sharp called Superset Black Girl that I loved. Uh, some we've already mentioned on the pod on, on the show today, but some really funny ones. There's a good year for funny Chicago books. Uh, when Franny Stands Up by Eden Robbins made me laugh. Marrying the Ketchups by Jennifer Close made me laugh. Cristal uh, someone Bowen's memoir, Her Word is Bond, is really funny. And then there's uh, a really long but hilarious book called Mount Chicago by Adam Levin that kind of satirizes uh, the mayor's office that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Is it wrong of us to maybe talk about books that were overhyped that you didn't love? Oh, gosh. Uh, oh. Chicago ones? No. But no, I mean, not Chicago, because Chicago can do no wrong. Everybody's <laughs> book from Chicago is Everybody great. knows that. <laughs> uh, sure, I can start with one that was like really well received called the employees by Olga Ravin. And I, you know, I don't want to pick on like a book in translation cause I, I love books in translation, but this one, I don't know. It, it got such rave reviews. And to me, it just felt like going to the museum of contemporary art and just reading all of the little plaques on the wall, uh, mm. which nothing against contemporary art or the MCA. I, I love doing that. But if you're just reading, you know, the little descriptions over and over again, without more context, uh, it, yeah, it just didn't stick. It didn't land for me. It was it was just confusing and vague, and I wanted more of a more of a narrative, I guess. Anything that didn't land with you, Danielle? Any any of the Colleen Hoover? We uh, any you know it starts with us. You know, reminders of him that got released this year. We uh, people will notice when they come into my space. We don't even sell Colleen Hoover because we just we just can't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you gotta tell me. I, I don't. I've never read any of Colleen Hoover, Hoover's work. What? What's the? It's it's kind of one of those things. I get the draw for people who were previously non-readers. The story is simple. It's pretty straight to the point. There's this seemingly wild twist that that makes each one supposedly interesting. But here's the thing: if you if you read more or, or read with a little more depth, you would find that there are books like The Silent Patient that is going to, you know, the writing is going to be up to par and the twist is going to be so far beyond what you ever could have imagined. And it will make you set aside all of those little cute tchotchke-esque books and, and go a little deeper. <laughs> okay. So now this makes sense to me because I recognize the name because it's on the New York Times bestseller list every week with multiple titles. Every week with multiple titles. It's on Bookstagram, all the faves. And again, we don't carry or sell it in my store because my team just cannot. <laughs> so, you know, that that's really interesting, Danielle, because you're an independent bookstore. 
mm-hmm. and you can make choices of curation that maybe yeah, that other part. bookstores <laughs> don't. And yeah. you are in the, did you move or you are in the process of moving? We, we've already moved. We are done. <laughs> okay. So tell us about where you've relocated and what this we've, space is like. Yeah, we've relocated into what was our first space. We got the offer to purchase the space and I am so grateful. So we are going to be in this space forever. Chicago is not getting rid of us. And I, I love that. Please tell um, us the address. Uh, 515 North Halstead Street. Um, and, and that is our home. And, and we're excited to do a bunch of work and turn it into our dream space. So good stuff ahead. And what is your dream space? What kind of um, physical you know, space are you curating? We are curating, you know, our space is a bookstore and gallery. We always feature Black artists. Uh, but now that we're going to own the apartments above us, there are three two-bedroom units above us that are going to be turned into literary-themed uh, Airbnbs. Oh, very and nice. And it is going to be great. We cannot wait. So, you know, this this is just going to be a good time for us and really cement us in the community that created us, which is that West Town community. I want to talk about what's coming out in 2023, the book that I'm looking forward to. I don't even know what it's about, but I love Rebecca Mackay. Um, Her last novel was The Great Believers, also set in Chicago. She's based in Chicago. Uh, Finalist for the Pulitzer, right? And the National Book Award. Yeah. And so her new book is called I Have Some Questions for You. Again, don't know what it's about, but love her work. Um, What are you all looking forward to in 2023, Adam? Well, you stole my thunder. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Rebecca Mackay's, <laughs> I can tell you a little bit more about it. It's it's like her first thriller, sort of. I mean, it's still like very literary, if you want to you know, use that word uh, and get into the genre wars. But it's about like a murder at a, a boarding school uh, up in New England. Um, so very interesting. And then in March, uh, one of my favorite writers, Nathan Ballengrude, uh, who's based in North Carolina, has a new novel coming out called The Strange. It's sort of a working-class Western set on the planet Mars, which I'm very excited for. And Danielle, what are you looking forward to? Um, so there's one. It's actually poetry, Adam. Um, uh, hey! Alvarez. Uh, a Chicago Southsider, but uh, Promises of Gold, I have, we had him at our Lit Fest and I got to read the book and I love it. And I'm not a huge poetry fan, but it feels like a conversation and I cannot wait. And that's in February. Jose is wonderful. A couple of weeks ago, um, the Poetry Foundation on the email list sends out a poem of the day. And I have saved the one that they sent um, that he wrote. It's called Wherever Wherever I'm at, that land is Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked poetry, Chicago authors, uh, what's coming on the horizon. What do you turn to for escapism, Adam? Well, it's easy for me because a lot of the books I read are, you know, speculative fiction. So just about all of those are, are good ex- escapes. But like I said, I've been avoiding stuff that's too dire and, you know, post-apocalyptic or dystopian. So I really look for you know, more optimistic and hopeful kinds of speculative fiction. One of the books I mentioned, The Mountain and the Sea, it's about, uh, it's a nice throwback to those like Michael Crichton sci-fi thrillers in the 90s, you know, like Jurassic Park and Sphere that were a little more hopeful. I mean, they're they're scary, they're thrillers, but they're also a little more like hopeful about where technology is going. This one's about uh, like this super intelligent species of octopus with its own language and culture. And I just thought that was like really exciting and interesting uh, bit of escapism. Danielle, can you tell me in five seconds? 
Short stories, the last suspicious holdouts, any any book of short stories that I can pick up, put down and move along. <laughs> Great. That is Danielle Mullen, owner of Semicolon Bookstore and Gallery and book critic Adam Morgan. Thank you both.